0: In today's show, we look back at all of the action from Wednesday across the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. We are here today brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room, download the app, join me on Friday, and you can get in on the action. Locker Room is changing the way that we talk sports. All right, we're here to talk about the games from Wednesday. There were 10 of them, so let's get into them straight away. First one, the Orlando Magic beat the Cleveland Cavaliers 109-104. Chumra Kiki, second big scoring game in a row, 18 points on 58% shooting. His shooting had been way off, and he's been so up and down with that. hit 50% of his threes here. 18 points, three threes, three steals, two blocks. Awesome stuff unfortunately, he sprained his ankle at the end of this game, wasn't able to be in to close it out. Let's hope that he is okay as we move forward. But this is obviously a really encouraging development these last two games. And we've seen it before, and then he falls off the deep end completely. But he does always have those steals to be able to um, to balance out the value for him. Gaz Harris, good game from him. Nice, Gary! Another big assist night, 19-6-7. I don't trust him. He's the 233rd ranked player over the last two weeks, and that's in 29 minutes a game. But he'll occasionally have these games that are interesting. He's probably more 16 to 14 team leagues, while Mo Bamba played 24 minutes. One, two, three, four, five. That's all we need. Nine and seven, a three, a steal, two blocks. That's all he needs. You know, I was worried a little bit about Wendell Carter's ankle and how they would play him. And if Bamba gets 24 a night, must roster player. As for Wendell, just the 21 minutes, five and seven with a steal and two blocks. So they're not horrendous numbers for Carter. Um, you would like to see him out there a little bit more, but you know, the numbers are still okay. Um, And I don't know what the point of nine minutes of uh, Mo Wagner was. Just absolutely no idea. The shot, Dwayne Bacon moved to the bench, but of course, whenever you've got the chance to play him the second most minutes on the team, you have to do it. He had 16 points. He was a minus two in a game. They won by five. He had three rebounds and two assists, and he's still outside the top 300 for the season. He... Gets gifted minutes like no player in the NBA and uh, is only a fantasy streamer if you desperately need points. Cole Anthony was poor early, but recovered at 18-4-3 and three in those 31 minutes, while Jim Ennis returned and had 8-8 eight and eight in a start. For the Cavs, Darius Garland just keeps on going. Top 30 over the last two weeks, 25-10 and 10 with four steals. The shooting numbers can be a problem, 42% from the field here, but he is taking on such a large load. Giggity! That does make a little bit of sense that some of his efficiency is going to be off. Good to see a huge one from Isaac Okoro, 37 minutes with 15 points, but importantly, he had four steals. Now he is still not really—he's better than Dwayne Bacon, but he's still still not really a fantasy option outside of the occasional game where he has uh, these big steal numbers. While Kevin Love was pretty bad, 18% shooting, but outside of the the shooting, everything else is good. Ten boards, six assists, three steals. Now the three steals—I don't think you can count on that too often. Love is still not really you know, playing at his best. I don't think he'll ever get back to his best, quite clearly. Um, he still can be a 12-team league guy. Allen had 13 13 boards, 17 points, and two blocks. Well, the Discman, Chetty Osman, another start in place of Colin Sexton. And as long as Sexton is out, he can be a 12-team league guy, the Discman. 19-4 and four for him. Uh, Dean Wade, who played 30 minutes last game, played 13 here. He was terrible. Three points in those 13 minutes, while Fundo Cabangale had eight and and three. Now, Cabangale is a guy. Obviously, he's bounced around a bit, never really got an opportunity. But he does have an interesting, much like a Mo Bumba, an interesting fantasy skill set. So he's always just a name to watch in case he is forced into a a role larger than what we uh, usually expect from him. Next game was an absolute ass-kicking the Philadelphia 76ers 127, the Hawks 83. The Hawks were without Bogdan Bogdanovich, Trey Young, Kevin Herter, DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish, Tony Snell. Reddish is out for the season. Young, they may they claim might was back at the end of the week. That seems absolutely fanciful, but we'll see. While Bogdan Bogdanovich had a hamstring issue, I think Bogdan will be fine, and I think Herder, we're gonna miss some more time. Baptist John Collins only 29 minutes, 21 4 and 2, but you know, we saw him play 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 better without those other guys around. While Lou Williams moved into the starting lineup and had 10 8 and 5. And it's probably a disappointing result from Lou to be in there without Bogdanovich, without Herder, and without Young, and still only scored 10 points. To me, he's just a fringe guy. Uh Brandon Goodwin was bad. Five points on 18%, two assists. I I know he played 32 minutes, but you know, you can move on and find a better option in a 12 team league. Ocapella was horrible. 31 true shooting for Clint Capella. Two blocks, 31 from the field, 25 from the line. That's just a really, really bad night, but it was a bad night for everyone. Deeper league, Skylar Mays. Just pay attention if other guys need to remain out. Mays had 11-5 and five in his 23 minutes, while Solomon Hill had an interesting offensive game. He was also somehow minus 35, but 14-5-4 with two threes for Solomon Hill. For the Sixers, I don't really know how much to get into this. 17-6-5 for the Thick Hogsman, Tobias Harris. Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, T-H for life. Um, Embiid had 17 and 7 with three blocks, but these guys played 25 minutes. Seth Curry had 20 points in 26 minutes. Shake Milton had 12, 6, and 6 in 13 minutes. Tyrese Maxey chipped in with 11 points. Ben Simmons played 16 minutes. This game was over so quickly that everyone could just sit down. Every single player on this team had a positive plus minus. That's how dominant they were. And Matisse Theibel, despite playing just 17 minutes, still had three blocks. So still helped you in those categories that he always helps you in. Uh, Paul Reed also had two blocks in his seven minutes. Another massive stat stuffer that we have to watch to see if there's any opportunity for him at any point to get more minutes. Guys, rockauto.com. It is the place that you need to go when you're looking for auto parts for your car or truck. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and for do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices, they're the same for everybody, and they're always reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than charge, changing prices based on what the market will bear, like the airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. The catalog is unique and it's remarkably easy to navigate. And you can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and the prices you prefer. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com Okay, next game. The Bulls lost to the Knicks. They didn't just lose. They got beaten easily. 113 94, Chicago. Nikola Vucevic. It's Vucevic. Bolse- it's Vucevic. Bolse- 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 Vucevic. He had 26-18. and 18. Didn't shoot particularly well, but two blocks, three threes is good. While Garrett Temple, I thought, played well on court, but doesn't always translate to big numbers. But 12-3-5 is at least solid enough for deeper leagues. And Kobe White had the shooting regress down here, 12 points. But he still brought us nine assists and two threes and remains a 12-team league guy. Daniel Tice, who went off last game, um, had 21 minutes for six points. And this is why he wasn't a 12-team league ad. While Pat Williams' minutes are going down, seven points for him in 23. And Markkinen had 14 and six in 25. Williams, Tice, Markkinen, they're not 12-team league players. Thad Young played 29 and in a twist, his numbers went down. Like he plays 20 minutes and he drops in the biggest games you've ever seen. So then he plays 29 minutes and has an under 20 usage and has 10, 4, and 6 with two steals. He probably is still hanging around being a 12 team league guy, but it is hard to trust that on a regular basis. For the Knicks, Nerland's Noel was amazing. Eight points. That's not amazing. Eight rebounds. That's pretty good. 4 steals and 5 blocks. Holy shit. 60% from the field, 50% from the field. Sorry, 100% from the line. Just an absolutely stellar performance from Randall. From Randall. Well, let's talk Randall. That was from Noel. This is from Randall. Excellent stuff from Julius, who had 34-7 and seven with four threes and was really efficient. Hit all of his free throws and plus 50% from the field. While Ron Barrett Jr. really filled it up. 22-7-6, and six, two steals, a block, three threes. He doesn't do this all the time. We know that, but this is a really good line. Um, yeah, 60% shooting is obviously awesome too. While Alfred Payton, of course, back over 20 minutes there. 22 minutes for him, nine points, five assists. Don't trusted at all, and Derek Rose, who'd been playing well, did not. Six points on 18% shooting with six assists in 25 minutes, and Emmanuel quickly went under 20 minutes, which is always a pain in the ass to see Thibodeau do that. 13 points, though, for Quick is all right. Of course, he's going to be horribly inefficient. He's going to be high usage, but he's going to be horribly inefficient. The 13 points and the two steals are pretty useful, though, for Emmanuel quickly. Let's go on to the next game. We've got the Boston Celtics. Getting the, the uh the bounce back over the Charlotte Hornets 21 11 Miles Bridges' big consistent run continues. 19-4-4, four four, two threes, two steals, and a block is excellent. While Devontae Graham also firing up 25-5-7 with two blocks from uh Devontae. PJ Washington Jr., the rebound five rebounds in his last two games. That's terrible, but 19 points, two threes, a steal and a block gets it done. And Cody Martin again just bringing numbers. Nine boards, three assists, one steal. There's 12-team league value in Cody. Now, we try and work out what the hell goes on with coaches, but you know, we don't expect Cody Zeller, who didn't play in the last three games literally at all, to come in and have 16 points in 17 minutes. Nobody could have predicted that. And if I'd have come on the show and said, guys, Cody Zeller is going to come out and score a point per minute, you would have told me to, to piss off because it's, it's, it's not likely. He did it. I don't know what it means for the future. We move on the Rogier, you the know, greatest shooter in the world, has fallen off quite a bit. Hashtag revenge game. 15 points on 18 shots with seven assists. At least he was six of six from the line, but he is in somewhat of a slump, while the Jalen McDaniels experience is clearly over. Seven points in 13 minutes for Jalen. For the Celtics, the other Jalen, Jalen Brown, absolutely dominating. JB, you've got it again. 38.7 triples, seven boards, four assists, and a block. Excellent percentages, and he was joined by Tatum, who had 35 eight and eight with four threes. Just immense gains from those two blokes without Kemba Walker and without the suspended Marcus Smart. Evan Fournier he started in place of Smart and had two points. Now I said that you know his defensive numbers from last game weren't going to continue, but let's see if his shooting improved. Well, one of those things came true. The um, The defensive stats disappeared, but the shooting did not improve. I do not believe that Fournier is a 12-team league guy. Get that garbage out of here! It's also pretty surprising to see 31 minutes out of Aaron Neesmith. 15-9 with three steals and three blocks. Now, I thought it was ridiculous when he was taken out of the rotation, but I don't expect him to play this much or do this on a regular basis. Of course, there's no smart or no walker. And those six combined steals and blocks, I will not say the word that starts with ST, um... He's awesome and it's just something we don't we don't anticipate moving forward. Do not buy into that too much. The Rock DJ was back. Seventeen minutes for Robbie Williams. Four points, nine boards, two steals, two blocks. It is concerning that he played seventeen minutes while Thompson played twenty nine. But still, you got to add Rob Williams and let's see what happens. While well, Thompson had twelve and thirteen in his twenty nine. Surprise starter Tremont Waters had six point six assists and two steals. Now I think there's absolute. I like Waters, but there's absolutely zero reason for this. Um, You could have just started Peyton Pritchard and played him 32 minutes. Now, Pritchard ended with 29 and had 8-3-3, so hardly the best game for Peyton. He was a team best plus 16, but his recent performance from the last game didn't carry over here. But Waters, Pritchard, Neesmith, all big performances, interestingly, with both Smart and Walker out. Romeo, Langford, DNP, CD. They tried him. He wasn't good. He's out. He might come back in. We'll see. Um, But yeah, interesting to see Waters and Pritchard and Neesmith get the nod over Langford at this stage, Um, but they're all not going to be real 12 team league options. Also Grant Williams are in the rotation. He played 35 seconds and that is it. Next game for us to look at was the Lakers taking on the Washington Wizards. The Wizards win at 116-107. Tony Davis looked a little bit better. 26 and five with two threes, three steals and two blocks. While Kuzma, what a line from Kuzma. 11 points only. That's shit, but seven boards, eight assists, two blocks. Yeah. All right, Kyle. Um, I don't think that he is a must roster 12 team league guy, but, the last couple have been all right. Schroeder had 13-4-8, and, and Drummond played only 20 minutes, but really, like, actually insane usage. 32% is insane for Andre Drummond. 17-11, and 11, but it gets it done for fantasy. I don't understand why you would do it in real life, but you did it. And then Montrez Harrell, after his big game last time out, played 17 minutes. 12 points for Harrell with three boards of steel and a block. This is why I do not trust him to be a must-roster 12-team league guy. And then 35%. We want to talk about insane usage. 35% usage to Ben McLemore. He did have 16 points. It took him 16 shots to get there. But in what world is letting Ben McLemore shoot 16 times a good idea? Especially when they're not going in. Um, the devotion to Ben McLemore and to Andre Drummond by Frank Vogel is confusing to me. When you're DNP DNPCDing Wes Matthews and Marcus Gasol. It's 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 a bit troubling. It's it's a bit confusing. Horton Tucker just the 23 minutes, 6 4 and 4 with 3 steals. I think we look at him as just a deeper league steals streamer at this point. For the Wizards, of course, it was a triple double from Russell Westbrook, 18 18 and 14 with not too bad percentages, not great but not too bad while well, Beal had 27 3 and 3. And how did Dan Gafford look? Well, he came in as the backup center straight away, second center in, or you know, first center off the bench and ended up playing 13 minutes. He had eight and six and nothing else. So again, just trying to understand how the rotations work are impossible. Alex Len's gone from playing 12 minutes a night to playing 25 minutes a night. He had 18 and nine with two blocks. And I don't know. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. I like Len. I think he's a better player than we've seen in the past. Um, And I know that he can be a good fantasy producer when he plays minutes, but there's just been no consistency. Do we buy in now and go, oh, let's add Len and see what happens? Only for him to play 14 minutes next game and Lopez to come out and play 27 or Gafford to play 20. Okay, let me tangent a second here. The thing that shits me, right? Gafford has been the best center on this team since he arrived, pretty much. And Len played well in this game and the game before. There's there's no questioning that. But the thing that it frustrates me about is Scott Brooks comes out and it's like, man, Dan Gafford, he gives us something that no one else can. We can't wait. We're going to be increasing his minutes for sure. We're going to see a lot more Dan Gafford, and then we see a lot less Dan Gafford. Like, either don't say anything or do what you're going to say. Okay? It just it doesn't make a huge amount of sense, especially when we're watching the game. We're seeing this with our eyes, and then you're saying what backs up what our eyes say, and you go, okay. That makes sense that he plays more minutes because he's playing well and he's the best center there. And then the coach says, and you go, all right, it's happening. Let's go. It's going to happen. And then it doesn't. That's where the my confidence in these coaches disappears. Davis Bertans was on a hot streak. He no longer is. Zero points on zero of six shooting. That's two stinkers in a row. You need him for points and threes. If the shots don't go in, he provides nothing. So if you do need to move on, move on. Well, Hal Neto, maybe that little run of being a 12-team league guy is over five points in 23 minutes. Should never start at all. Should not be in this. I know they don't have too many other options, but he shouldn't be getting these minutes. While Hachimura had 12 points in 30 minutes, and is uh, is pretty clearly, I think, not a 12-team league guy. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing; the NBA is still going. You can track all that action at Bet Online. This week, tons of sports action on the go as the NFL draft is on, and the Kentucky Derby is back. As the first leg of the Triple Crown begins this weekend, get all the news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using our promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline are your online sportsbook experts. Next game we look at is the San Antonio Spurs taking on the Miami Heat. The Heat win at 116, 111. Of course, you would have known by now the news that Derek White is out for the rest of the season. You can go and drop him. He was replaced in the starting lineup by Devin Vassell, who played 25 minutes. So, deeper leagues will want to take a look at Vassell. He had 11 points with two threes. He can be better than this, but he's not going to play more minutes than Lonnie Walker appears. Now, Walker did what he does. He played 29 minutes. He scored pretty well. He does nothing else. He's like a better version of Dwayne Bacon. So there is some deeper league value for Lonnie, but let's not act like he hasn't played at all this year because he's the 282nd ranked player in 25 minutes this season. I think he's more of a 16-team league player, but maybe if you're desperate for points, you can stream him. The guys who are going to really kill it, though, were DeJounte Murray, who had 22, 10, and 11, and DeMar DeRozan, who had 20 and 4 with 8 assists. Pirtle had 2 steals and 2 blocks with 6 points and 7 boards, while Drew Eubanks didn't block any shots, unfortunately, while Rudy Gay had 13 in his 22. Keldon Johnson, yeah, decent enough, 14 and 6, but not much else there. I think he can be a 12-team league guy, but he is really just a back-end guy uh, for a 12-team league roster rather than being a must-roster guy the Heat. Butler had 29, 8, and 6, and Adebayo 21, 11, despite getting some early foul trouble, Bam. And Dragic really fired up off the bench. 18 points and 7 assists, and Kendrick Nunn had 18 in 38 minutes. Nunn remains a 12-team league guy to me. Ariza was terrible. 4 points in his 25 minutes, while the Spur, Dunkey Robinson, he is, again, just a specialist streamer and deeper league guy, not must roster for 12s. We saw The Undertaker, Dwayne Dedman, step up with Adebayo in foul trouble. 18 and 9, even though they spelled his name on his jersey wrong they spelt it like the Undertaker. Shout out to uh, to Trey Kirby for uh, getting the same nickname as me for him. I'm pretty sure Trey hasn't heard it. Well, maybe he has. Maybe he has heard this podcast and me referring to him as the Undertaker. But um, you're yeah, getting to that same uh, conclusion. I was pretty happy with it. Um, all right. Let's. What else have we got going on here? Iguodala did nothing for the Heat, and Gabe Vincent played five absolutely uneventful minutes. All right. So let's go on to the next game now. The Portland Trailblazers, they comfortably handle the Memphis Grizzlies, 130-109. Storm and Norman Power went scoreless last game, so he dropped in 24 points with five rebounds and 57% shooting. So back in business there um, with the shooting coming back as well. McCollum had 26-4 and 6, and Lillard had 23-3 and 5. And even in a game when they win by 21, Lillard still can't quite get going, can he? Still not quite there. 40% shooting, 23 points. Nurkic only played 21 minutes. If it's a blowout, they just don't need to play him. 15-9, a steal and a block. They're still unbelievably good. Um, per minute numbers, we just want those minutes to push up. While Bob Covington was playing the role of Norman Powell, I guess. Oh, of six from the field, he did have a steal and two blocks, but hard to fail. You know, what I'm trying to say, Try, hard to fault too many of these guys in this game. Anthony Simons called way off, as expected, eight points in 21 minutes. While we had uh, Mallow dropping in 18 points in 23 minutes, so it's some really high shooting numbers, and he was a team best plus 27, so really strong in a really easy blowout. Ja Morant, yeah, look, we know we've been playing well. Um, Ten points on twenty-seven percent shooting, isn't it? But he did have two threes, he did have a steal and a block, and eight assists. So providing value in other areas. While well, Dylan Brooks had eighteen points in sixty percent shooting, but plus minus was pretty rough. The Justice Justice Winsor is just bad. Like he's just bad. He should not be playing at all. Yet they're forcing him into a role that he shouldn't be be in. Grayson Allen um, went to the locker room with a hand issue, came back, played twenty two minutes, not a twelve team league guy. De'Anthony Malton had six three and three, hard to roster him in twelve team leagues. Brandon Clark had eight and ten, not a twelve team league playable. Well, Jaron Jackson just murdered your field goals, twenty seven percent for thirteen points. He did have two threes and two blocks, but the minutes remain frustrating. The fact that he's not starting is frustrating. Well, Jonas Valanciunas had 19 and 6 in 25 minutes, which is all right, but I do worry a little bit that Jackson is going to cut into his overall upside as we move forward, as uh, we get a little bit more of that playing time of uh, of Jackson at centre. But overall, a pretty disappointing night for the Grizzlies. Let's go on to the next one. The New Orleans Pelicans just failed to get over the line against the Nuggets, 112, 114. Lonzo continued his strong form. In fact, unbelievably good form 16, 12, and 13. Four threes, four steals, and two blocks. Excellent. Excellent. Ingram had 27, seven and five. Or Eric Bledsoe, two big games in a row: 17, three and four, two steals and two threes. Do I trust it? Of course not. But that's two good games in a row. Maybe he could help you. And they play tomorrow, so maybe there's a val- there's a value in adding him. Najee Marshall had seven, five and two with a triple one, but just not enough minutes for me to be impacted. While Zion had 21 points with not much else. So pretty empty line from uh, Zion. Bill Hernan Gomez played 24 minutes because Steven Adams had to leave with that toe problem again. I really doubt that Adams plays on Thursday, so Hernan Gomez can be a points, rebounds, field goal percentage option for you. While Jackson Hayes had 10 and 3, but I do believe pretty comfortably that it will be Billy Hernan Gomez who gets the bulk of those minutes. For the Nuggets, Big Chungus, Nikola Jokic. Big, Big Chungus, Big Chungus. What a game. 32, 7, and 8, three steals, three blocks, two triples, while Faku had 19, 6, and 10 with two steals and a block. Kambatso is a must roster 12 team league guy. Maga Porter did sprain his ankle, but was able to return 28 and 8 with three threes, and Aaron Gordon still can't do anything. We thought maybe there's an opportunity for him to up his game. Hasn't happened. Outside the top, what, 180 over the last two weeks? I don't think you need to worry with him. The only reason I'd say hold is because of the low-volume Thursday, and he's going to play, but otherwise, no. 10-5, and while well, Doja had 8-2. and two. Again, probably worth holding just for the Thursday, but maybe not someone that we need to just hold on to with glee as we move forward. Interestingly, Jermichael Green wasn't part of the rotation tonight, but I expect Millsap to sit tomorrow and Green to come in and take his minutes. So just in deeper leagues, be aware of that. You might be able to stream Jermichael Green in. All right, let's... Let's move on now. Next game. This one wasn't really a game, was it? Utah Jazz 154, Sacramento 105. I guess the Kings kept it from being a 50-point loss. I think Luke Walton is fired by the time you listen to this, to be honest. He probably won't be, but he should be. Um, look, there's not really a huge amount to take out of it. We know there was, there was no Conley or no Don Mitchell in this one for the Jazz either, so George Niang stepped up and started, played 26 minutes, had 19, 3, and 4 with five threes. Now, he's not going to be a 12-team league option all the time, but He's had a few decent games recently. So 16-teamers, maybe 14-teamers. You take a flyer if Gobert, not Gobert, if Conley and Mitchell remain out. Bogdanovich got back on track with 24 points on some pretty high usage. Clarko had 23 points in 25, and Gobert, 12 and 10 with five blocks for the big fella. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. (laughs) Rudy Gobert. We can see how much of the blowout this is. Trent Forrest played 21 minutes and Jarrell Brantley had 13 points in 12 minutes. Forrest, I thought, was all right. Nine points with six assists. But again, this is just so much of a garbage time game that it's very hard to get a huge amount out of it. Ingles, 13, 2, and 7. For the Kings, yes, there was no Harrison Barnes. There was no De'Aaron Fox for them. They started Chemezi Metu, who played 34 minutes. Six and five with two steals. It's not great. But I think Barnes is going to miss at least another one or two games here. And I think Metu can be at least a stream option for 14-teamers. Bud Heald, shout out to him. 18-5-7, and seven, two steals, three blocks, three threes. A good production right across the board. Halliburton was pretty rough. 13 points with eight assists. A horrible minus 42, which is a team worst. The, the stats are okay. But this where I think he does struggle in terms of being a player is his inability to get to the line. Um, and I just don't think he's the guy you want driving the offense necessarily. Rashawn Holmes had 18 points, but empty outside of that. Justin James... Got hot. 16 points in 17 minutes. And DeLon Wright, I, I think we've got a view right here as a streamer for steals. He had two steals in 26 minutes with eight points. He's not really getting me excited as a must-roster guy with Fox out. I think we've just got to look at it and go, well, maybe he's a steals and assists sort of player. Well, Mo Harkless had two blocks. He didn't do anything else. He can't really be a high usage guy. That's what I talked about when Barnes went out. People say, oh, well, do, do we add Harkless? Well, I think his role is not going to change much. He's going to play the same minutes. He's just not going to be able to step in and be an 18-point-per-game guy. So he's going to get the steals and blocks usually, but that's really about it. This is just absolutely shitful from an absolutely shitful team with a shitful head coach, and it's a shitful franchise, and I feel sorry for Sacramento Kings fans because they don't deserve this bullshit that gets dished out way too often. The next game, which is the last game of the day, the Phoenix Suns and the, the Clippers. The uh, Suns win at 109-101. I believe this clinches the playoff spot for the Phoenix Suns, so congratulations to them. Back to the playoffs for, I think, 10 years it's been. So awesome stuff for them there. Paul George returned 25-10. and 10. Well, didn't go anywhere, but he returned with a big game, 25-10 and 10 with three threes and three steals. And Rondo, seven assists and two steals. Now, the Clippers have a pretty shitty schedule. We know that. But in the fantasy playoffs, if you need assists you just got to make moves that get you assists, and Rondo could be that player. Morris had 16 and 4. We know he's a pretty empty stat line guy, and when Kawhi comes back, that scoring and usage will drop, but he has that value in that area. Well, Terrence Mann had 12 and 6, which is totally fine, and he had some really good plays on the day, but he is nowhere near a 12-team league player. Reggie Jackson had 10, 2 and 4, while Batum had 8 points in 23 minutes. Uh, Batum is not a 12-team league guy. Reggie Jackson probably still is, but if again, if you need to move on, there's absolutely no problem with doing that one. Zubat's had 14 and 7. For the Suns, Chris Paul was great. 28-3-10 and 10 with three steals in McCall Bridges. This is why I like him. 13-7, two threes, three steals, two blocks. We haven't seen big steal games from Bridges all that often this year, but we're seeing some good performances here from him now. While Tory Craig started in place of Jay Crowder, he had 10 points with two threes and two blocks and a steal. That's basically a Jay Crowder sort of line. I wouldn't say that he's a 12-team streamer. He's probably more 14-16 to 16 while Crowder is out, but this was good nonetheless. Campaign went Bananas. Fifteen points, a lot of those early, so I don't read too much into it. But it was big. Well, Devin Booker again, much like much like Damian Lillard, you look at it and you go twenty-one six and three. It's fine, but it's just it's just off. It's just missing something. He's the one hundred twenty-third ranked player over the last two weeks. Booker, it's frustrating. And DeAndre, it's been frustrating. DeAndre Ayton had that little stretch where we go oh, okay, he's figured it out. Five points, twenty-five percent shooting, two free throw attempts, no blocks. He had eleven boards at least. His inconsistency continues to be absolutely frustrating, while Cameron Johnson had two points, and he is nothing more than a streamer for 12-team leagues, but probably even more 14-team leagues for points and threes. Let's have a look now. At the uh, top ads over the last 24 hours, Daniel Tice up 14. I wasn't always, I wasn't fully behind that, and I think that you know, didn't work out too well today. Compato up 12. He should be rostered everywhere. Roby's up 10. He should be rostered anywhere. Chumere Kiki, let's hope the ankle injury is not not too bad, but the shooting back in back on track for two games at least. Well, Kenyon Martin Jr. up eight. He's got some short term value for sure. I'm not sure if he needs to be rostered everywhere, but he does have some short term value in terms of drops. Bruce Brown down 14. Derek White season over down 13. percent unfortunately. Johnny Wall down 10%. Season over, unfortunately. Gary Trent, he's out again. So he's down 10%. I didn't really think he was worth holding anyway. While Rubio down 9%. That's probably the right call there as well. Top 10 players under 50% rostered. Neesmith with an absolute monster today. That sort of came out of nowhere. I wouldn't read too much into it. Yang, as I just mentioned, we could look at as a deeper league streamer while Conley is out. Gary Harris and Isaac Okoro had some big performances, but I don't really think they're ones to stick. Same with Dwayne Deadman. That's more of a scenario that if Adebayo is out, we look to him. Seth Curry, but that was a weird game. Garrett Temple, yeah, 16-team leaguer. Derek Favors, yeah, who reads into that game? Uh, Tory Craig, again, really good stuff from Craig, but more of a 14 to 16 teamer. And then Furky from Turkey down the end there with a, a nice game in an absolute ass-kicking blowout. Let's move on now to DFS for Thursday. All right, so let's look at these games for Thursday. Dallas and Detroit. Dallas is list- listing, just listing everyone as questionable, except Maxi Kleber. Moxie Kleber's in. Redick, Finney-Smith, Richardson, Porzingis, and Doncic are all questionable. Now, we were worried about this five-game week and what it meant. We've already had Richardson and Porzingis miss two. Does Finney-Smith miss one here? Does Doncic miss one? They're going to miss one at some point. They've been listed questionable for every game. Whether it's this one against the resting Pistons remains to be seen. Now, Detroit's going to be without Jeremy Grant, Corey Joseph, Wayne Ellington, and Mason Plumley, And some might say, that's awesome. I'm one of those people. Awesome, let's go. Isaiah Stewart time, Killian Hayes time, Sadiq Bay. the Jackson boys. Let's see what they're able to do. Really good stuff from Detroit to just sit those old crusty bastards out and let the young guys go. That's a bit unfair to Jeremy Grant, but let's be honest, he's not playing particularly well. The Nets and the Pacers, no James Harden, no Nick Claxton for Brooklyn, Um, while Indiana has no Sabonis and no Turner. We don't know whether Goga's going to play or Jeremy Lamb. That will have an impact on the value of O'Shea Brissett, Of course, because if those guys are out, Brissett's going to play like in 25 minutes or so at center, which helps his rim protection numbers. But if both Goga and um, Lamb play, it does impact what Brissett will do. I think he'll still start regardless, but it impacts his overall upside. The Bucks and the Rockets said this in a few places. I wouldn't be surprised if this is a game where the Bucks just sit everyone. It's against the Rockets. You're getting near the end of the year. Just one of those random, hey, everyone's sore, and they sit out. So just don't be surprised about that. The Bucks are 12.5-point favorites. The total's 232. I've got no inside information to say that's going to happen, and it probably doesn't happen. But if there is going to be an opportunity for it to happen, it's probably here. For Houston, we are looking at, you know, uh, Daniel House and Avery Bradley, both questionable. No DJ Augustin still, no Eric Gordon still. So we're going to have, you know, lots of Kelly Linick, lots of Tate, lots of Wood, lots of Porter, Um would yeah, they start house if house is out? Does the money Brooks jump back in? A lot of opportunities for for uh, for minutes and production there. The Warriors and the Wolves. Kent Bazemore is back and he will start over Michael Mulder. Kelly Oubre coming off the bench still. Still no Eric Pascal either. While Minnesota, they're pretty okay in terms of injury wise. Uh, no real news there with those guys. Actually, so for Ubre, Ubre's is listed as doubtful with that wrist injury. That's why, um, yeah, so the, the value is going to jump up for guys like, like Bazemore pretty, pretty intensely. And even Mould is going to get a little bit of run in that scenario. The Raptors and the Nuggets. The Nuggets are three-point favorites. The total is 223.5. For Toronto, we don't have any indication that anyone's resting at this point. That can change, but we don't know. This is a back-to-back for Denver, too. No Morris, no Barton in this game. While the last one is the Pelicans and the Thunder. Now, Stephen Adams had to leave the game early on on uh, on Wednesday. I do not expect him to play, so Billy Hernan Gomez and Jackson Hayes are going to be the guys we look at. Well, for the Thunder, there's no advance notice of anyone being out uh, or resting or anything like that. In terms of fantasy value... Fangio's kept um, Kevin Porter's price pretty low. I like him. Isaiah Stewart, Bill Hernan Gomez, Goga if he plays, Lou Dort, Killian Hayes, Campazzo, uh, I don't think Paul Millsap plays for the Nuggets, so Jermichael Green perhaps, Kyle Lowry maybe, just because his salary solo, um, Shevsky, Bazemore, Wiggins, Jokic, Paul, Tate, Towns, Ty Jerome, Josh Jackson as some pretty solid options. That will do it for today's show. Don't forget... Follow along on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on Odyssey while on YouTube. Subscribe, ring my little bell, thumb me up, drop a comment down below, and share it with your friends. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.